Welcome to Confessions of a Real Estate Lawyer, a weekly series giving you an in-depth look at the reality of a real estate transaction through the eyes of a lawyer. And now, here's your host, Richard Barbara. Hello, everybody. Rich Barbara back with another episode of Confessions of a Real Estate Lawyer. How does that title sound? That works a little better, I think. So today, we want to talk about cardinal rules. The cardinal rules of real estate. There are a few cardinal rules that we need to adhere to. And when I say we, I mean real estate professionals in order to avoid making a mess of things, in order to get the most out of each transaction, in order to make people happy, make ourselves happy, develop a good reputation. There's a couple cardinal rules. Today, we're going to talk about one of those rules, and that's being prepared. And we're going to talk about being prepared from the perspective of the realtor. Okay, of the agents who are typically the first line, right, on the real estate battlefield. Typically, the first people that buyers and sellers interact with are agents, right? If you're selling property, you re, you know you want to find the best agent to sell your property. Whoever's the you know the man or woman of that neighborhood, uh, you know those are the people you want to work with. You want to list your home with those people, the experts, right? And if you're a buyer. Um, well, the process is a little less scientific. If you're a buyer, you usually end up with, uh, as my buddy Carlos Gutierrez says, with your, your brother's, sister's, cousin's, aunt's, former roommate's daughter who happens to have just gotten her real estate license. So it's, it's a far less scientific process uh, for buyers to find realtors. But we want to look at preparation through the eyes of the realtor today and how a realtor's preparation or a realtor's lack of preparation can impact the, the transaction, the life of the transaction from day one. All right, so let's say that you represent a buyer. You're an agent, you're representing a buyer, and your buyer is looking for properties, right? Um, and, and, uh, you know, buyers always have wish lists. you know, there's a wish list. Well, you know, we want at least three bedrooms, you know, we want at least two full baths or, you know, two, you know, we want at least three full baths, uh, it needs to have a pool or access to a pool. You know, uh, we don't want a whole lot of lawn because we don't want to be into lawn maintenance, whatever the buyer's wish list are, they're going to have a budget. And so you as the buyer's agent, it's your job to go out and find properties that meet, okay, or, or, or meet as much or as many of your buyer's criteria as possible, right? You show those properties, buyer decides which ones they want to see, you set up showings, you know, you work with the listing agent, hopefully your buyer submits an offer that gets accepted and you ride off into the sunset, you know, to the closing. The problem is that many, many, many times mistakes get made in the negotiation process between a buyer and a seller because of the agent's lack of preparation and lack of knowledge about the subject matter of the transaction. And by that, I mean the property. Because the realtor is just not prepared. Let's take a condo, for example. Condos are a good example because we saw a lot of condos in Miami, a lot of condos being traded in Miami, a lot of condos being built in Miami, right? And so, when an, uh, when an agent is showing a buyer some condominium, some prospective properties for the buyer's consideration, and those are condos, one important consideration for the agent to be aware of from the beginning is what is the condo approval process like 
for that particular property? What's it like for the buyer to get approved by the association for that particular property? And let me back up now. Let me give everybody a little news flash for those of you that don't have the displeasure of having to deal with this on a daily basis. When people in, let's just say Florida, for example, when you're buying condominium property, chances are, chances are that the buyer will require what we call association approval in order to proceed to closing. What does that mean? That means that the condo association, the board of directors, who are typically a group of people that are not very well liked, those people have to approve new buyers before the transaction can close. Okay, this is how condominium associations, theoretically how they preserve the integrity of the membership of the association. This is how they preserve the integrity of the neighborhood and the community, right? By making sure that not just anybody can buy in that proper, in that community, okay? Now, that's the general rule. So if you're listening, realtors, the general rule is the condominium purchasers are going to require association approval prior to closing. Now, there are some exceptions to that rule. Let's talk about a common exception. Common exception to that rule is if your seller is the developer. So if it's new construction, the seller's the developer, you don't typically need condo approval. You want to know why? Because the developer will sell to anybody. They just want to get their money and they want to get out of there. Okay. It's on resale. It's when the seller is not the developer, an individual, or maybe a company that bought the unit for investment purposes, something like that. But when the seller is not the developer, then typically, uh-oh, duty calls, we're going to turn that off. Um, when the seller is the developer, typically at that point, no condo approval is required. But when the seller is not the developer, secondhand seller, then condo approval, association approval is going to be required as a condition precedent to the closing. We must have it before we close. Why is that important? Because some associations are real agile. Some associations, you know, you, you submit the application for approval, you pay the application fee, and, you know, within seven days or so, they turn around the response, and, you know, it's typically an approval, right? Unless you really have a colorful background, but typically people get approved for membership in the association, and then, you know, that, that little check, that box can be checked off as complete, and that's not an impediment to closing. But every now and again, getting an approval from an association is like pulling teeth. You want to know why? Because it may be a small association or an underfunded association. The officers of the board, you know, or the directors of the board, they're a thousand years old. They got better things to do or worse still, the president of the association is the busiest person in America and they can't pin the guy down to have the meeting. I mean, so, you know, these things occur. And some, some associations just simply say, we won't, you know, we approve applications once a month. Okay. And so if you don't know that as the buyer's agent, if you're showing your buyer property and you're not familiar with the particulars of buying that property, then you're bound to make a mistake. A mistake like maybe committing your buyer to a closing date that you're not going to be able to meet, that the buyer's not going to be able to meet because the association would not have given the approval as of the scheduled closing date. And guess what, people? That's the buyer's problem. That's right. 
Let me say that again. If a buyer is purchasing a condominium association, it is the buyer's responsibility to obtain approval in time for closing. You don't get to go to closing and say to the seller, hey, Mr. Seller, I don't have the approval yet because your association is slower than, you know, molasses. And they're just not turning around the approval in time. Seller's going to say, you know what? That's your problem. Okay, and it's your idiot agent's problem for putting you in a contract you couldn't comply with. You want to know why? Because you weren't prepared. Okay, because you had you just inquired about what you were buying, you might have found out, you might have heard. There's no secret that this association takes its sweet time in getting approvals. But you know what? You didn't do what you had to do, and now you're unable to close, and that's your problem. That's not the seller's problem. That's the buyer's problem, right? And so, how do we avoid that simple pitfall? We avoid it by being prepared, right? In real estate transactions, there are two types of things that happen that make life difficult. There are what we call unanticipated problems, right? Variables that we could not have foreseen. And then there are what I like to call unforced errors, mistakes that overcomplicate life, that become challenges to getting a transaction closed that are born out of neglect or worse, a lack of preparation. So the theme for today, the cardinal rule that we're focusing on today is the importance of being prepared. So if you're an agent and you've never read the Florida, you know, the FAR 5 as-is residential contract for purchase and sale, if you haven't read the basic document on which transactions are done, one end to the other, then you're not prepared. And by the way, if you're not in real estate, you may be listening to this saying, Rich, do realtors really, like, do they work without reading the contract? And the answer is yes. Unfortunately, yes. Routinely. I routinely ask realtors, have you ever read this contract from beginning to end? And they're like, no, why would I do that? It's like stereo instructions. Reads like stereo instructions. The answer is because you need to be prepared. You need to be prepared. You imagine going into the doctor and saying, hey, doc, have you ever read, like, you know, Medicine 101? And the doc's like, no, (laughs) why would I read that? It's boring. It's about, you know, chemicals and whatever. I mean, would you hire that guy? Of course not. So, we're very fortunate that our clients don't, um, you know, interrogate us or ask, you know, pertinent questions about what you know and what you don't know, because a lot of times you, you'd either be lying, which is not a good start, or admitting that you haven't read the, the basic documents, which is not a good start. So the way to avoid that, the way to avoid unforced errors, the way to get the most out of your relationships with prospective clients, the way to ensure that your files make it to closing, first and foremost, starts with being prepared. So if you are a new agent and you need some help, by all means, give me a call. I love working with new agents. I love helping you develop and close more files. And then we can laugh about when you didn't know what you were doing. Um, If you're an old agent, you want to review. If um, you just want your transaction to go smoothly, by all means, give us a shout over here. Rich Barber at Coral Gables Title and Escrow with another episode of Confessions of a Real Estate Attorney. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Confessions of a Real Estate Lawyer. We sure do appreciate you and hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't done so already, make your way over to the iTunes store or wherever you consume podcasts. Make sure you're subscribed to the show so you'll get updates on future episodes. And if you feel inclined, please leave us a review. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you next time.